Welcome, Thought Leaders. I'm Beck Sands. I'm Andres Lopez Varela, and you're listening to the Thought Leader Show. If you're an ambitious professional, exec, CEO, or business owner looking to grow your personal brand and become a thought leader, you're in the right place. We'll bring you inspiring chats with people who use their personal brand to create successful careers or businesses and become thought leaders in their field. We'll also talk through some of the practical steps and must-dos that you can action to build your own personal brand. And this is what we're most excited about. You're going to see how being a thought leader gives you the opportunity to help others and support people to realize their goals. A personal brand might sound self-serving, but we're here to show you how it can actually have a positive impact on you, your community, and who knows, maybe even the world. Welcome to the show. We are so excited to have you back for another episode of the Thought Leader Show. Welcome back, Thought Leaders. Today, we are so excited to be chatting with uh, someone who we've both known for many years, Trevor Young. He's been in the industry for such a long time. He is an absolute legend when it comes to PR, uh, content marketing, and uh, personal brand. And yeah, there's so many nuggets of wisdom that he is sharing today, which I can't wait for you to listen to. Oh, I'm so excited. I, I, I love talking to Trevor. Honestly, he's um, uh, uh, just, you know, a bona fide thought leader and he's been around uh, in this space as an expert for a long, long time. He started blogging way, way back, you know, almost 20 years ago. Um, he, you know, grew into a, a sort of a, a very sought out expert on the topics of media, marketing and thought leadership and personal brand. Uh, and he's a published author. He runs his own sort of, you know, school of thought leadership. He very much um, has a big focus on, on making sure that people can make the most of their own personal professional reputation in what he calls the reputation economy. And he really focuses on helping people and businesses and brands really kind of make the most of the power of, of social media uh, to build their public public recognition for their, their brand. He consults, he speaks, he authors, he has some fantastic content online and we're so excited he's agreed to join us on the show today. So turn the volume up, pop your headphones in, get ready to welcome Trevor Young to the Thought Leader Show. guest on the show today is Trevor Young. Trevor, welcome to the show. Andreas, uh, a pleasure, my friend, to be here. And Beck, Very happy to... <laughs> <laughs> so good to have you here, Trevor. And thank you so much for having me on your amazing podcast recently oh, as well. It was well. A, great, a great chat. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so good. And we always like to let people know who are listening, if we use a nickname or something that we're talking to you. We might call you T.Y. Most people, well, I've called you T.Y. for so long. So, um, yes, that's very fair. I home. do answer, I, I answer to that and many other things. Yeah, perfect, <laughs> perfect. Well, we're very happy to have you on, on, on the show. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, a very um, experienced, storied uh, veteran of the personal brand space yourself. Maybe, hopefully, you can give us... The best answer so far to this oh, no. first question that we always ask. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> about, Zero about pressure. <laughs> how would you describe your personal brand in a sentence, T.Y.? Look, the easiest one for me would be 
PR warrior on the front line of the communications revolution, uh, which is yeah. really what I've been for a very long time. But to be fair, that's a tagline. And I guess if we want to back the truck up a, a little bit, um, you know, your brand is what other other people are saying about you. So I was doing a, a proposal uh, yesterday and I had to put in some nice testimonials. So that was always nice to see people saying nice things and, you know, you lead this and you whatever, whatever, um, and saying some very nice things, which I'll, I'll take. Uh, but for me, I think it's around um, my values and making sure that I live those values and show up with those values. So for me, it's authenticity, uh, community and substance and and how I you know I show up as I am if you talk to me here you talk to me in the street you, you know you see me speak on stage or you know read my tweets then I'm I pretty much there's no disconnect and I I really try and do that uh, community really is that we're you know we're stronger together and I want to share other people's you know tell other people's stories and be part of other people's communities I I hope that I do that a fair bit and substance really is all around credibility I want to come across as a credible person um, I only deal with credible people uh, in my with my clients um, you know the our industry or you know the online world is awash with um, uh, what would you call it? Bro shysters and shysters and wannabes and uh, someone called them the other day jackals. <laughs> jackals. Oh, wow. That's I like so I'm going to take jackals and I'm going to add heathens as well. <laughs> um, so digital heathens. Uh, look, you know what it's like. There's so much noise and everything. And and I think yeah. you know the people that I want to hear from and you know a lot of my clients fall in that. They they've got they've got real cred and I want them out there and talking and yeah. and you know I want to come across as a credible person as well so um, that that kind of you know when I get the feedback back from other people in terms of working with me or you know they make comments on LinkedIn you know words like that come up um, you know pragmatic authentic and stuff so um, they're, they're mine if you, you want to look at they're, they're my values that I hopefully get uh, live those and they come across um, in a in a genuine way. Yeah. They absolutely do. And I feel like I love what you've said there because I feel like there is a bit of a misconception that personal brand is like somehow putting on a show or, you know, but it's like actually it's being your authentic self yeah. um, and, and being able to showcase that. So I feel like, um, yeah, the credibility piece is absolutely key to all of this because if you don't have the credibility and you're just putting yourself out there and, I don't know, talking about random things, I think that that kind of gives it a bad name. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think the, the thing is, yes, you can aspire to be seen as this, as a, you know, a subject matter leader in this or whatever. I think that that's, that's absolutely good. For me, it's more about I just do it and I explore and I'm curious and, uh, mm. and um, you know, I just continue to push the, the boundaries of my thinking and, and bring people along for the journey. That's that sort of community aspect. And, uh, you know, over time when you've done it for as long as I have and you've been in the game for as long as I have and you continue to do it, that I stupidly continue to do, um, you know, people will say that, you know, they you know, they, they like what you do and, you know, they if they if they resonate with your story and your message, yeah. um, they'll say nice things about you. And to me, that's that's going to be your brand, isn't it? People's collective experience of having to come into contact with you, whether that's... You know, again, on podcasts, presentations, yeah. having a coffee with you, meeting you randomly. Do you I find would... that like the more, oh, sorry, Andres. 
Just a quick question on it. Um, do you find that like the more you build your personal brand and, you know, supporting your clients as well to build their personal brands, the easier it gets to be authentic, like the more you can be yourself? Yeah, absolutely, Beck. Um, you know, the more you do, the better you get at it. It just becomes natural. Um, I don't think I could sit down and plan it anymore because it's just it's just going to be, I know inherently, I mean, even with content, I know when something's not right that I shouldn't put that out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if I guess the thing is, if you've, if you're looking at someone who is quite controversial and provocative and they're really in your face and then one day they are and one day they're not, then that, that's that disconnect that, yeah. that throws people out and causes distrust. But yeah, when you're working with people and you're doing it and you you just, out there doing it, it just becomes part of you and natural. And I, I, sp- I had a client many, many years ago, and he and he was sort of worked with a lot of CEOs, really high, really high end. He said, "You'd be surprised at the number of CEOs who go to acting classes." <laughs> and wow. the acting classes was, and I've, it stayed with me. That was 10, 12 years ago. He said, "You know, and the acting classes really are." So they can create this persona of what they think the marketplace wants from them. I bet. And that's really stuck with me, and I'm sure there are probably still some out there who believe that. Yeah. I wonder how many of them go to clown school, because that, that might be more useful for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, they might have, you know, picked up a, uh, an Academy Award by now. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Swapped careers. I want to pick up on something you said about how you spend a lot of your time uh, discovering and learning things and you kind of share that process of learning and share that discovery and, and that um, that sort of, you know, journey of curiosity, if you like. How valuable do you think it is to demonstrate your own learning and your own path of growth uh, in your th- in thought leadership? Oh, I think it's 100%. I think it's really, really important. Um, you know, curiosity... I'm blessed to be a curious person, I think, but you make it, you develop it over a period of time. And I think it's, personally, I think it's one of the the best attributes you can have in professional life. I mean, you can always develop it and and be active in it. Um, and and I think the whole notion of, of I guess, it's not called building in, it's exploring ideas in public. Um, yes. I think the whole notion of doing that just comes back from my blogging days of, you know, I started in 2007 and I didn't know what I was doing and I just did it and mm. and and exploring things and I've tried this new tool and now I'm podcasting and doing all that and, 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 and it's just really that documentation but without it being uh, too programmed or, you know, planned, it's not that at all. It's just I'm excited to share this. I found a good tool. Um, we were just talking off air mm. earlier about a new AI tool that I found and, um, and uh, you know, I just like sharing that stuff. I mean, it means that I've got to, keep doing it and keep being curious and connecting dots. But I think the whole thing about, you know, thought leader and expert, and I've been doing a fair bit of work in this space about, because what I've found is people tend to veer, um, they're either a, a subject matter expert or a domain expert, or they veer more towards the thought leader. And, you know, you've had conversations about many times about, you know, the whole notion of thought leadership and what it means. So we don't have to go into that. But I like this this discussion around expertise and and thought leadership. And I mean, if you want to go further, we can. But the thought leader side of things is they're more likely to be exploring ideas in public. They haven't got all the answers. Yes, they're probably yes. an expert in what they do, but they might not be the domain expert. Yes. But what they do is that they explore different and aligning areas and they connect dots and they, they ask 
questions and they probably ask the right questions to elicit, you know, answers from people. Mm. Whereas the experts are best practice, best practice, best practice. They stay in their lanes a lot more and they become very well known for those things. Yes. And I've found that people tend to veer one way or the other. And if you get that clear in your mind, it makes life really opens and gives you a lot more clarity because I think people need to, we hear, you got a niche, you got a niche, you got a niche. Well, okay, if you're a subject matter expert and that's going to be your business, but a lot of people just, I'm interested over here and all of this. And and really, I think they've got to get be, have permission, I think, within themselves. They hold themselves back to explore those various things. Yeah. Um, and as long as they know when to rein it in and when not to, um, I think that's that's a key thing. So, and, and part of that is curiosity and questioning. I feel like curiosity is, you know, you've hit the nail on the head because it's one of the key things that we need, particularly like in this current landscape where things are just changing so rapidly. Um, I mean, you could argue that the fundamentals are kind of staying the same. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but a lot of the fundamentals. But I feel like, you know, um, this cur- this piece on curiosity, like that kind of, it's, al- it's almost like a permission slip, right, for people yeah. to go, okay, let's go get curious. Let's try different things. Let's try different iterations of our voice when it comes to thought leadership and, and personal brand because, you know, there's not, it's not like you just, you know, po- you, you decide, okay, this is my voice and then I'm going to post and then that's it. Like yeah. it just, it evolves over time. Do you sort of agree with that? I, I do. It, it is, evolve is, is very much the key word and that's, that's you know, the same with, I guess, anyone professionally and personal brand wise and we're all evolving and if you're not, then you're going to get stagnant. And mm. we, how can you not evolve in a world that's moving yeah, so exactly. quickly? I mean, it's yeah. such velocity; it's it's insane. And and I think the thing with curiosity, I, mean, I know a few people. I know people in their you know mid sixties or mid to late sixties who are as fresh and as vital today, oh, yeah. and would know more about music and film and art than you know anyone coming up. Um, you know, they're just so f- curious about. Things and it's not just business, but it's you know it's business as art and mm. you know politics and society and AI and tech and you know and 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 being able to um, try and work out where the world making sense of the world as you go and I don't think we can yes. ever make sense of the world uh, as we see it at the moment, but um, it's it it keeps your your mind active and alive and that's when you come up with ideas and concepts and. Sometimes those concepts and ideas will be ahead of their time. Sometimes they'll be way off base. But um, you start seeing patterns, I think, um, if, you, uh, yeah, I, I agree. if you delve deep. You know, everyone says, oh, you can't go down rabbit holes. You can't waste time on, on online. I love going down rabbit holes. It's amazing what you find. Virtual rabbit holes, that is, not real ones. <laughs> and um, But it's amazing the stuff you come up with. And um, I think, again, give yourself permission to dig deep. Go I to- think... That's a really um, uh, what's the word? That's a really heartening message, I think, for thought leaders, because there's so much polarity in the world at the moment, this day and age. I sound like like you know an old codger, but like you know, in this day curious, and age, a curious old codger, a curious old codger, <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, like, there's so much polarity in this day and age. And there's so much of like, well, you must be in this camp or this camp, and if you're not, then you're definitely not in my camp. And actually, thought leaders can kind of, you know, open people's minds and hearts to that curiosity, regardless of the field that they're working in, and they can generate, hopefully, some, you know, 
uh, positive engagement with different ideas and different concepts that people may not have thought of. And so they do go down a different rabbit hole to the echo mm. chamber they're normally used to, Yes, to your point. And then that is a very powerful, powerful um, way for thought leaders to make a difference in their communities. And again, that's why people, if you bring it back to content, and content to me is the fuel for a lot of things, whether it's curation and sharing or whether it's, you know, actually doing and publishing. Um, I think that, you know, if you look at the, again, going back to the, the subject matter expert who would probably focus more on utility-based content, which is useful yeah. and helpful and how-to and depth and depth of knowledge. And, and, and I will say there's no right or wrong. It's really which way you tend to veer. Some people are hybrids, genuine hybrids. Um, but as I said, I think you kind of veer one way or the other. The thought leader is, is they're not worrying so much about, you know, your, their client's you know, issues necessarily and challenges, they're actually pushing boundaries of thought and mm. changing the way we think about topics and issues often. Um, and, and by doing that, it's just, it makes them obviously more interesting. That's why they get bigger followings. Um, and that's why, you know, a lot of thought leaders are also authors. And uh, you'll hear authors um, say, and this is nonfiction authors, they'll, they'll say, oh, the book just had to be written. You know, it just came out of me. You know, they, they'll often say that, whereas the experts say, well, I'm going to do this book and it'll be my business card and da-da-da. Yeah. The thought leader's got these ideas and they just need to get them out and they've probably been putting them out there in online and stuff like that. Now the, the narrative is really starting to form and they put it out there and then they build a book and a business around it. Mm. Um, and that's at the, the higher end, but it's the same thing holds true. And, you know, again, if we look at someone like Seth Godin, he's not there... Uh, worrying about your pain points, he's actually probably, you know, causing you a, a little bit of consternation about <laughs> about some certain things in business and leadership and life. Challenging thoughts and things like that. Challenging. Yeah, love it. Do you think, Trevor, so with, you know, regardless of whether you're that kind of thought leader or you're, you know, positioning yourself as the expert, yep. um, do you feel like in this day and age or like today in today's kind of social media landscape and that kind of thing that you really do need to infuse your own kind of stories and, you know, personality into it rather than just doing like how to or... Uh, you know, these are the facts kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, it, yeah. you know, as... Um if if you just got up and did a presentation, just did facts, you'd you'd bore you wouldn't you'd bore people. It wouldn't wouldn't work. If you put yeah. the facts up and with insights, mm. that's a next step. If you put facts, insights, and story behind it, um, that that's when it becomes powerful. And I you know story as you know guys gets thrown around a lot in our industry. And, yeah. You know the hero's journey and all blah 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 blah. But at the, at the end of the day, is this they're, they're often anecdotes. And, and and stories that you can tell and, and 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 why something came about and why you became interested in it and, and a, an experience you had and it doesn't have to be your own story you could tell someone else's story you know and yeah. and, and and bring it to life that's what it's called it's bringing it to life I mean if it's your story and it's and it's things people didn't know about you we follow people not logos we you know that's the emotional connection that you build and that is you know, eminently more powerful um, than not doing it, and and it it's probably the hardest thing for people to do because they've got to sometimes be a bit yeah. more vulnerable. 
Yeah. It is. And like, I feel like, yeah, so people really do connect um, to stories and that's, and they understand the world through stories. Like every time, you know, I hear a story, I'm like, oh, that makes sense now. Like yeah. what they've said before it. So I'm like, oh yeah, that just illustrated it. So I can visualize it in my mind. Yeah. So I feel like that storytelling is so, so important. But I, I think you're right there in that, you know, people are hesitant. It is really hard to tell stories and particularly to gauge like what, what level of story can I tell? Like how, how honest can I be or how transparent should I be and how vulnerable shall I be, um, you know, publicly? And I think people, like it's so hard to, I guess, find that line. I'm a little bit more on the conservative side, but like how, how are you positioned? Look, I would be too. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm only more recent times been putting some stories out about things that I've learned over the journey that I think is actually a really good story and then I bring it up to date with um, with uh, so, something that's, you know, current, I suppose. Um, but I, I often tell other people's stories because I've got my podcast and I'm interviewing people and I, yeah. I take note of good stories. Yeah, because... I, I research people. Um, I, I do case studies on those people who I think are doing well uh, in terms of personal branding, content marketing, social media, etc. So I do like telling other people's stories, but I, I'm with you. I, I think that it's something you evolve. I think if there's going mm. to be uh, a theme here, it's either curiosity or evolve. We'll be in the yes. headline. <laughs> uh, but evolve, you will evolve. It's the same as when you start anything, if you start podcasting if you start you let's look at youtube you start on youtube your first youtube videos are going to be the worst thing of all time <laughs> your first blog posts are going to be terrible everything yeah everything you do in a content <laughs> sense is going to be shocking Garbage, and yeah. and you know if you wait for perfection nothing will get done and yeah. it's the same with with telling stories your first stories will probably won't even cut through because you'll be so conservative about them and probably won't even be a story i like starting with anecdotes and, and bringing things to life with anecdotes. I think anecdotes is the best way to get into it. And over time you become, because I think we're naturally storytellers. I mean, some spin yarns better than others. Mm. Uh, but I think, we, as you said, we're hardwired for them. And yeah. and I'd, I'd certainly, and if you're in leadership, you have to be telling anecdotes and stories and and uh, that side of things. Otherwise, you're not going to lead. Not <laughs> Sorry, but you're not going anything. to communicate if you can't do that. So, mm. you know, it's a matter of being able to understand what that means to you, have your own philosophy around telling stories, I suppose. You'll know how far you can go. You know, to my mind, the way I've always looked at it, and this has been content, there's professional online, there's professional, personal, and private. Yeah. And professional yeah. and personal are now melded together, as we know. And yes. private, you lock away whatever you don't want. That's your decision what you don't want to go. As we see, yeah. there's, you know, some people go all in and leave nothing back uh, and they, you know, trauma dumpers on LinkedIn and wherever. <laughs> and, yeah. and But others know where the line is, but you still get a good feeling about them. You still understand their, their stories behind them and why they've done what they've done. And they, they might not say, look, you know, I, I nearly died and this is what I learned. You know, not everyone's yeah. got that story, but yeah. it it doesn't shouldn't stop you from, you know, when I was in my first job, I did this or, you know, you might need time between some things before you go back to the well on it. Um, but I, I think the um, just being aware of it is uh, really important. Yeah, cool. I love it. Thank you. Trevor, let's go back to your... Your, your story, your personal brand journey. Um, mm -hmm. 
give us an idea of how building your personal brand has helped your career and your businesses and, and your, your overall kind of, you know, I guess, professional life. Uh, well, it's been incredibly integral, that's for sure. Um, I mean, it, it, it has been a journey and it's evolved, of course. And um, in the early days, I probably wasn't meaning to do it. I was just following a path yeah. and being curious. So let's go down that path. But, you know, I, I was a, a co-owner of um, an, an agency that was pretty big in its space and did some very high-end um, creative work and got noted. And, and so... I, as one of the directors, I always had to go out and do presentations and, and um, you know, get in the press and stuff like that. But that was in my own little industry. So we had stuff to talk about, it, but it was probably your typical media relations speaking, uh, you know, within yeah. your small area. Yes. Um, when I started blogging in 07 and then um, on Twitter quite heavily and, you know, everything moved over those next couple of years. So let's say around... 2009 to 2011, things changed completely. Um, I got known, obviously, more so within my industry, but outside of it. And so that's the, by by publishing and being out there. I, unbeknownst to me, I wasn't. I can only see this now, looking in the rearview mirror, that that took me into the business world more generally, rather than yeah. just the marketing industry, okay. uh, which is quite insular. And so I was speaking at CEO gigs and, and, you know, company directors, and it just took me into a whole different world. And that then led to mainstream media press. So the, you know, the Australian and on Channel 7 and, you know, all the age and that sort of stuff, just simply because I was doing it. So there was no plan. It was just doing it. And that happened. Mm. And, and from that, I got a, a, you know, a book deal with Wiley, who are the biggest business book publishers. I got an agent for speaking from someone who hated, hated, hated public speaking. Uh, but I did 50 speaking gigs without you know, freebies, just for getting out there and pushing myself through it. Good I on you, getting, I think. And I'm getting an agent and, you know, I became a pro speaker. So, Mate, you're so was, good at it, though. You're so yeah, good at it's it. it's only through practice. You know, in my early, early days, I used to script a speech, script mm. it and try and remember it. Like, how stupid is that? Wow. It's Talk the about worst acting thing classes. you've ever done. But once, you, <laughs> I, once I got to do more around, and it was probably more social media that I started talking about, um, that's where my new area moved into. Um, it's people wanted to know it was so new. And, yeah. and you only had to, where I, I felt really good about it is, I, I, um, I only have to be a few few steps ahead of everyone or in the audience and post the people I was talking to, I was well and truly in front of them and that gave me the confidence. Mm. And I also took the idea that I don't know everything. This is changing on a day-to-day basis. This, this is what I know from what I'm doing. This is what I know from what I'm reading and I'm connecting dots and this is what I kind of am seeing. Um, and, and when I couched it like that, it made life so, so much easier. Um, and, and, and the other good thing is there was a lot of panels. It was a lot of community meetups and panels yeah. and panels are great because that's a yeah. really good way to rather than go out and do a bloody keynote speech in front of five, five or 600 people. That's a whole different ball game than sitting yeah. on a stool and being on a panel, as you guys know, uh, which is much more palatable uh, when <laughs> yes. you don't like the, the, don't like the spotlight. So that's where it, it kind of happened. And I continued to evolve into into um you know from consulting to 
to what I've been doing now, which is more more coaching. But at the end of the day, is it's I eat my dog food. That's my thing. I'm mm. I talk about content. <laughs> I talk about putting yourself out there. Um, there's nothing I don't. Whatever I tell my clients to do, there's nothing that I won't do as well. So yeah. um, I do whatever I ask, ask of them. And uh, and yeah. So but it, it it's again by doing by. Ch- not chasing anything but now if you start now you can look back and you can all the strategy or you can you, this stuff is much easier now because you can be more purposeful about it um, dare I say the word more strategic if you wanted to be uh, but I would always leave a little bit of wriggle room for just have some fun and just yeah. do it and get out there but do you find that like now even though, yes, there's more channels and, you know, there's more opportunities. So potentially it could be easier to build a personal brand in this day and age. But, like, do you think that it's harder than ever just because of the sheer volume of people and that yeah. there's not as much audience reach? Yeah. So when I was probably did, you know, one of the earlier movers, you get noted. I mean, you could put up a blog and get readers. <laughs> yeah. Try, try doing that now. You know, that's hard. Good luck to you. Um, you know, you could get on and you could just really, you wouldn't have to play the bro marketing game to build an uh, to build an audience. Um, and so that's that's kind of what happened. And then I, I always like the combination of that and the offline, the meetups. I always go to meetups and conferences, and it's the combination that I've always been a big believer in. Uh, obviously, that took a hit over COVID, and that's that's when it, I reckon it kind of works really well. But just to show a point with where perceptions start coming into play. I, I became the go-to for a number of um, publications, business publications, et cetera, for, for social media stuff. And then it started becoming very apparent that it was very, it was very Facebook-driven. Facebook was social media, not, yeah. but the, for, in the media's terms, it was. And then it was always negative, like this brand stuffed up and this brand stuffed up and all of, you know, mm. employees have run amok and, you know, got the login details for the company you know, Twitter account and stuff like that. And I got to a point where I don't want to be known as Mr. Social Media at all, you know. So I made a deliberate decision not to answer those. I handballed them to other people who were very good in Facebook and stuff like that, and they end up building their profile. But sometimes it's what you don't do is as important as what you do do. Yes. And so I could have really gone in and got bigger and bigger and bigger on social media, but it, I didn't want to do that. I was more around mm. the content and the the strategy and the things that I talk about and social is important. It's part of it, but it's not the whole thing. And see, you know, and now you see people who are experts in Instagram and that, you know, they're the go-to on Instagram. Uh, I don't want to be beholden to any, um, you know, one platform by any means. I agree. It could disappear overnight. Yeah. <laughs> it could turn into X. With Twitter, I mean, it's it now X. It could, X. Turn into- <laughs> it could turn into X. Like literally. Uh, like uh, A mildly across. pornographic. <laughs> sounding website so yeah like i'm like, like it's, I it's one third on of the way the it's one third of the way <laughs> to uh, to being a corner this is twitter yeah. we're talking about in yeah. case people yeah. aren't across in case the, people are wondering the yeah. uh the new rebranding of twitter it's still called twitter though no it's called x now it's called oh, it is x, called x. Okay. yeah yeah, well, yeah. I, put, I put twitter in the url it still comes up yeah no the uh, url still works yeah, yeah. i still look, look for like the it. as the uh the little favicon you know in the in the browser i look for yeah. the bird and I can't find it. Oh, it's X, no, you know. It's, it. it's, it's X. X. It's X. I mean, well I don't know what that's about. I, no. I feel like, 
Yeah. Oh, Elon. I feel like, I, you know, are you on threads? Are you enjoying threads? I got on it straight away only because I yeah. do so that. Good. I get on things just to check it out and, you know, really yeah. to get your name anyway yeah. and um, or you, the best handle you can. And, uh, no, I haven't really gone back. Oh, no. I say that too. We've, we've kind of loved it, haven't we, Andre? Oh, like, I, I've loved I I've loved having a place. First. <laughs> I, I haven't gotten excited about like a new social media um, channel platform, whatever, for like probably more than a decade. And this one, I was just like, I just love that it's like mainly words. It's still kind of good vibes for now. Yeah, it's probably and earlier Twitter. Earlier yeah, Twitter. it's it's earlier 100%. Twitter, but also it it feels it maybe because of where the the you know the the evolution of the internet where it is now, as opposed to like you know. What sixteen years ago when I joined Twitter, it certainly feels yeah. it feels more free than early Twitter. Even I've I've probably put a bit more, and only because uh, I've got a couple of clients who need to be on TikTok because of their audiences there. And look, I study it and I look at it and all of that sort of stuff. But I had one client who was a little bit oh, on coaching was a little bit slow to start, you know, getting the videos. He'd talk yeah. about it a lot, but don't actually do it. And something was holding him back. And I said, okay, the challenge is out. I'll do 10 before you do 10 by the end of the week and I'll beat you. <laughs> well, let's see who can race. And I was hoping you'd beat me, you know, like I end up cutting to Friday. I had to put them out. <laughs> I had to do them. So I'm now oh. on TikTok and putting them out. So, that and I, I'm loving it. I've got another client who's just jumped on and is just going to get, he's, they've got in, in two weeks, they've got about 40 or 50 videos and they're ready to rock quickly. And yeah, uh, so I'm really interested to see how that goes because it's a different beast than Instagram, of course. And 100%. it's just really about understanding the nuances. But I, okay, I'll get into, uh, I'll get back into um, into threads and have a, have a look go around. But it's not, I like, I look at stuff on the computer. I'm less, oh, I don't right, really okay. want to scroll, scroll on the phone and threads yeah. is only on the phone. So mm-hmm. Boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like that's like I feel like the theme of this is definitely curiosity because again, like just being curious about the different platforms and just having a look and seeing if it's something that resonates, and then it may fall off, or you may just be like, no, I don't like it. Like I kind of I don't really like doing the reels on Instagram, and so I've just never really done it because I'm like, mm. I, I want to enjoy what I'm doing, and of I'm just course. not that person like so i'm just like i'm i get my va to like create reels for me because i feel yeah. like you've got to have a bit of a presence, presence there yeah. but yeah. yeah i i mean yeah i feel like it, you know that's one of the key things is like try it all out be curious but then do what feels good yeah and you don't have to be on every everything look no. i am because it's my business and i'm interested yeah. and i you know but i i i don't i'm not on everything you know like i do focus on my key platforms and, you know, and sure, I believe that, you know, repurposing of content from podcasts and doing the videos and stuff is is a thing. But I think that it's just if you're not putting yourself one, – one part of it is putting yourself out there. The other part is just being involved and not necessarily putting yourself out there, but yeah. just being involved and being interested as well. And being interesting, being interested in others and being interesting. Yes, uh, not just going, oh, that's too hard, like don't have time. And look, I I work with people, again, who have been in their business often for a number of years and, you know, again, credible. They've got all all the stories, the ideas, the insights under the sun, but they're not getting it out there. And by the time they get to me, they're, they're, they're ready to do it and they're generous enough to, mm. I'm, I just want to give it away, you know, and that's mm. fantastic because that used to always be a blocker. 
uh, mm. for people who are kind of professional experts, I suppose you'd call them. And and when they just embrace, that's it, embrace. They embrace. It's amazing what they do and how they change really quickly. Their first stuff is not great. It's stilted if it's videos. And then it gets better and it's better. And, you know, I've had one client yeah. who was doing nothing on LinkedIn or anywhere. And within a year, he's active on LinkedIn. He's doing videos that are going up regularly. He's now on radio around the country. He's done TV. Wow. He's got a amazing. podcast. Yeah. You know, and he's interacting with people on LinkedIn, which is just as important. Yeah. And it's only because he embraced. He embraced. And he got support. He, of course, he's got support, yeah. He's got a, yeah. a, a small business. But, but a lot of no, it's... No, 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 with you, from you. Oh, from me, yeah. But he's also got, you know, as you get going, you, then we batch produce because we realise that there's not enough time there. Um, I've worked with another company that, you know, for many years and they, they were doing, you know, live... Ask, ask us anything, live streams once a month, which was incredibly powerful well before anyone was doing it. And they embraced it. They loved it. Anything to do with content and sharing it because no mm. one else in their industry was. Um, and it just a whole different attitude on everything. So good. Well, T.Y., we're running out of time. Before we wrap up, mm. we want to do the Thought Leader 5. You ready for this? Go for it. The fast Yeah. Five. Okay. Fast, for, fast thought leader. Fast no, I can't thought, even say that. No, just thought leader five, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not so fast. Not, not so, so fast. fast, yeah, yeah. Moderately fast, put it that way. All right. Moderately. All right, what is your favourite book or podcast, T.Y.? Even of the moment. At the moment. You, you have to do it at the moment. Mm. Can I have one of each? Okay. It's really hard. Um, look, one I'm coming back <laughs> to often, uh, a podcast, is called The Future uh, Without an E. So it's F-U-T-U-R with Chris Doe, D-O. And it's kind of like, I can't, I'm going to have to describe it. He covers marketing, he covers business, creativity, personal branding, content marketing, kind of personal development. It's it's, uh, evolving as well. Uh, And started very much in design. But he, uh, I listen to it, but I also watch it on YouTube. And because I've got YouTube on TV, uh, I might watch a video of him interviewing someone, the podcast, mm. instead of a instead of a TV show. Okay. And it's just, it, he's just, he's a genuine thought leader who's crossing boundaries, interested, talking these things, keeps being interesting and interested. Yeah. Um, In your book? Book-wise, one I've really pumped up this year, um, and I it's really made a difference, is, is Quit by Annie Duke. And it's all about, talk about having a concept and going deep into it and then telling stories around it. And it's basically giving you permission to quit things. Like it's a quite oh, yeah. a big book. And um, who would have thought you could write a book on quitting? Yeah, and right. it, it just goes, flies in the face of the hustle culture where you don't quit and you, you know, blah, 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 you keep fighting through and all of that. But it goes and, back It goes back to what you were saying before, Trevor, is that what you don't do is just as important as what you do do. Yeah. That's right. And her thesis really is you, um, you know, you, you can stop doing things and pull out. There's no shame in that and put that effort into something else. And she's got so many stories, I'm using air quotes here, about people who should have quit and didn't and ended up in a, in a heap or died mm. uh, if they were climbing Mount Everest. And those who did quit and then put those resources into something different. Yeah. And I, I just think it was a real eye-opener and, again, a classic example of a great thought leader who's taken a concept, joined dots, telling stories, bringing people along for the journey, mm. but changing the way you think about, you know, uh, an issue that you, you probably never really gave too much thought. You just yeah, blindly 
um, went through the, through life through emotion. I need yeah. to check those out, both of them. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, second, yeah. Future and quit. Second question: One thing that you love to do to unwind or relax. Um, I like I like Nordic noir. Yeah, so Nordic noir. T- yeah, TV Nordic shows, noir, yeah. whether it's TV or movies. Um, you know, the dark. Uh, or, or, or French gangster thrillers. Okay, so two, one of those because that's not really noir. <laughs> um, cool. But I like, uh, yeah, the, the Scandinavians have got a, a darkness about them, and 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 they <laughs> they're slow burns. You know, where mm. the Ameri- American TV they went bang bang, and it's all by formula. These guys they they go hard and deep, <laughs> and yeah. and because you have to read the subtitles, you got to focus. You, you know, you got to yeah, really pay attention. That's true, and. Um, um, and it, it's it's uh, it's dark yeah. <laughs> often. Nordic what noir. A, Nordic noir. Nordic noir. Look it up, everyone. What about uh, your dream travel destination? Somewhere that's on the bucket list that you haven't been to, but you're definitely gonna gonna you know strike off. Wow. I'm go- I'm starting to go back to places that I really like. Uh, look, it really is, and it's not a particular place in Canada, but I've never been to Canada. And mm. I feel like I really should. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, and it looks amazing. And uh, I'm about to go on a. I was just saying before the, before we hit record, I'm going on for a decent holiday at the end of the year, and that'll be you know the UK and um, Scotland, which is part of the UK and and France and stuff. And really looking forward to that. Love the English countryside, but that's a return. Mm. Uh, but I've never been to Canada, and I would um, there's you know, take the train across Canada. I don't know what it's called, but. Uh, the Trans Canadian Express. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds. <laughs> that good. would that be amazing. Like a, a, a train ride across Canada would be amazing. Would be amazing. That would be epic. Mm, agree. All right. It's the end of a night. You've had a great meal, a lot of laughs with friends or family. How do you end the night? With chocolate or cheese? Oh, chocolate. Yeah, that's right. Good choice. That's why chocolate, we made definitely. <laughs> And I'm what always is, cheese, but yeah, yep, she's always never mind. cheese. So it's balanced in that, right? <laughs> but chocolate's amazing too. Like, don't get me wrong. I feel like yeah. both. And what is uh, TY1 golden nugget that you would want to leave with our listeners? I think I could say be curious, but we've covered that. <laughs> Develop your curiosity. No, yeah. um, it's more about I think there are so many opportunities now for people to become, I'm just trying to encapsulate it, to be an act. I call it being an active participant in today's reputation economy Mm. and whatever that means to you. But what that means is, you know, building your own media network, getting out there, creating um, content, being on social media, um, connecting with people uh, online and then hopefully offline, sparking conversations, just getting involved. Uh, And that's when things happen. That's when things happen. And uh, you've you've got to make an effort to do that. But things happen when you become... An open node is someone, Austin Cleon, I think, once said. Someone yes, said, that's right. Become an open node and and be open and embrace um, everything because the opportunities come because you meet people. The digital serendipity comes into play. I so agree. I feel like more than ever we need that in our careers, businesses. Yeah. No ROI, you try getting an ROI on that. The ROI could be off the charts. It could change your life. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it could change your life. Well, life Trevor, changing. thank you. Life changing. 
Mm. Trevor, thank you so much for joining us on the show. If people want to find out more about you and what you do, uh, where should they go? Uh, yeah, my website's trevoryoung.me and, um, and I'm now uh, building up a new newsletter called Become Your Own PR Machine. So if you go to becomeyourownprmachine.com, um, sign up there and uh, you might get a free audio book. Amazing. If you do that, it's, it's on, on offer for free. And um, yeah, hit me up on LinkedIn and Twitter. Thank you, Trevor. We appreciate your time. It's so good to have you on the show. Trevor Young, thanks for joining us on the Thought Leader Show. Thank you very much. Absolutely loved that conversation with Trevor and I was just saying to you off air, but I feel like we could yeah. talk yeah, all yeah. day, <laughs> literally. Um, he's so knowledgeable and he's been around in the PR uh, and content marketing industry since, I mean, well before us. I mean, us. <laughs> Trevor is like a bona fide like legend. Like he's done many, many things in this space, um, you know, from like running his own PR businesses to being, you know, actually a genuine thought leader, an author, published author, being featured sort of as an expert um, in in media on, on this subject. So, you know, I think what's really compelling about Trevor is that he is um, exactly what he says he is. You know, he's very authentic, he's very substantive, and he's very, very generous as well. And I think that those are, if I was going to, you know, write a definition of a thought leader, it would be those three things. Trevor, for me, is the textbook definition of a great thought leader. Uh, and I think he has some really interesting insights there uh, about a, a evolving your, your brand. Also, learning in public, I thought, was a really interesting concept, which, which came out of that conversation. Um, and I really sort of, you know, made me reflect on the idea of how you don't need to have all the answers when you're sharing your thought leadership. You just need to kind of share that that learning process and that doing that, as he said, in public is a really compelling form of thought leadership itself, too. Yeah, 100%. And what re- what I really admire about Trevor's story is that he really didn't like yeah, speaking in public um, at the beginning. And like he said, he did 50 free, um, free presentate, like yeah. public speaking presentations before he, um, started to like, I guess, charge for public speaking. But, you know, it's like, that just goes to show like, you know, it's not something yeah. you're born with it. It's something that you, that you absolutely can learn and refine over time. Um, and you know, I feel like that whole cu- message around curiosity and the theme around curiosity is, so important for anyone because we all need to be curious about various different platforms and try new things in this day and age because otherwise we will fall behind. It's it's, um, no surprise that he has had the longevity uh, in his career and the relevance over a long, long time Mm. because he has remained curious and he's been sort of hungry to learn uh, different things. And I think that speaks really well to the, um, the notion of thought leadership as a, as a, as a vocation and as a pursuit that is, you know, um, uh, good and powerful and positive and noble. Uh, and I think that certainly, you know, those of us who are sort of maybe impatient or going through a, a rough patch with our thought leadership and our personal brand and what it means for us, should you know consider um 
that is a story of inspiration, really, uh, that there can be a way sort of through that and you can sort of be sort of uh, compelling and relevant for, you know, many, many years if you do maintain that curiosity. Oh, 100%. What a legend. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Thought Leader Show. If you enjoyed this chat, we'd love you to share the episode with someone you think might want to hear it and leave us a rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice. For more information about my work, visit becksands.com and connect with me on socials. And you can connect with me on Instagram or LinkedIn. See you next time, Thought Leaders. I feel like we both kind of yeah. like start talking at once yeah. and then we're like, we're just oh. too excited. We're too, we're too excitable. Like, like we need just like <laughs> half a value each before we start each interview. I think just, just to take the edge off. <laughs>